Beth is alone in her house, listening to the storm, wondering what to do next. To be fair, she's not really alone. Jimmy is upstairs sleeping, but she feels alone. It's ten in the morning and the girls are at school and Jimmy will sleep until at least noon. She's curled up on the couch, sipping hot cocoa from her favorite blue mug, watching the fire in the fireplace and listening. Rain and sand spray against the windows like an enemy attacking. Wind chimes gong repetitive, raving mad music, riding gusts from some distant neighbor's yard. The wind howls like a desperately mournful animal, a desperately mournful wild animal. Winter storms on Nantucket are wild, wild and violent. They used to scare her, but that was years ago when she was new to this place. The radiator hisses. Jimmy snores. She's already done the laundry. The girls won't be home for several hours, and it's too early yet to start dinner. She's grateful she did the grocery shopping yesterday. The whole house needs to be vacuumed, but she'll wait until after Jimmy is up. He didn't get home from work until after 2 a.m. She wishes she had the book for next month's book club. She keeps forgetting to stop by the library to check it out. This month's book was The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime by Mark Haddon. It was a quick read, a murder mystery narrated by an autistic teenage boy. She liked it and was especially fascinated by the main character's strange inner world. But she hopes the next one will be a bit lighter. They typically choose more serious literature for book club, but she could use a pleasant escape into a hot summer romance right about now. They all could. A loud bang against the back of the house startles her. Grover, their black lab, lifts his head from where he's been sleeping on the braided rug. It's okay, Grove. It's just Daddy's chair. Knowing a big storm was on its way, she told Jimmy to take his chair in last night before he left for work. It's his cigar-smoking chair. One of the summer residents left it on the side of the road in September with a sign taped to it that read, Free. And Jimmy couldn't resist it. The thing is trash. It's a Cedar Adirondack chair. In most places on Earth, that chair could weather a lifetime. But on Nantucket, the salty, humid air eventually degrades everything but the densest man-made composite materials. Everything needs to be extraordinarily tough to survive here, and probably more than a little dense. Jimmy's moldy, corroded chair belongs at the dump, or at least in the garage, as Beth wisely suggested last night. But instead, the wind has just lifted it off the ground and heaved it against the house. She thinks about getting up and hauling the chair into the garage herself, but then she thinks better of it. Maybe the storm will smash it to pieces. Of course, even if this happens, Jimmy will just find some other chair to sit in while he smokes his smelly cigars. She sits and tries to enjoy her cocoa, the storm, and the fire but the impulse to get up and do something nags at her. She can't think of anything useful to do. She walks over to the fireplace mantel and picks up the wedding picture of Jimmy and her. Mr. and Mrs. James Ellis, 14 years ago. Her hair was longer and blonder then, and her skin was flawless. No pores, no spots, no wrinkles. She touches her 38-year-old cheek and sighs. Jimmy looks gorgeous. He still does mostly. She studies his smile in the photo. He has a slight overbite, and his eye teeth jut forward a touch. 
When she met him, she thought his imperfect teeth added to his charm, lending just enough to his rugged good looks without making him look like a hillbilly. He has a self-assured, mischievous, full-out grin for a smile. The kind that makes people, women, put forth considerable effort to be the reason for it. But his teeth have started to bug her. The way he picks at them with his tongue after he eats. The way he chews his food with his mouth open. The way his eye teeth stick out. She sometimes finds herself staring at them while he talks, wishing he'd shut his mouth. They're pearly white in this wedding photograph, but now they're more caramel than cream-colored, abused by years of daily coffee and those smelly cigars. His once beautiful teeth, her once beautiful skin, his annoying habits, she has them too. She knows her nagging drives him crazy. This is what happens when people get older, when they're married for 14 years. She smiles at Jimmy's smile on the picture, then replaces it on the mantle, a little to the left of where it was before. She takes a step back. She purses her lips and eyes the length of the mantle.